What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellows Podcast. Just me, it's just Lucas today. Uh, if you haven't listened to yesterday's episode, which is also just me, haha, um, we're releasing a new episode on Saturdays. Uh, so normally you'll get a podcast from Cameron and Tyler earlier in the week uh, on Wednesday. Normally you'll get one from them on Friday. I filled in for them yesterday um, due to a couple scheduling conflicts and I had extra time on my schedule. Um, that's just kind of how things have been working out so far. But the other thing I prefaced and announced was that we're releasing a Saturday episode. Uh, hopefully we can keep our episodes during the week a little less cluttered. And since I'm un- unable to, to join them during the week, um, I figured, hey, you know what? Why don't I lighten their load? I've got some extra time on Fridays. I can do a Saturday episode. I can do a start set Saturday episode, uh, which is exactly what this is. So uh, super excited for that. I hope uh, I hope you all have been enjoying your weekend up to this point. Um, I know I have. Uh, <laughs> there are two things on Twitter. I always like, it, whenever I ask somebody like, hey, I hope you, you know, hope you had a good weekend or how's your weekend been? I always think of, there's these two things I retweet on Twitter uh, at the start of every weekend. Um, one of them is uh, Daniel Craig. Uh, Daniel Craig, right, James Bond. I'm going to fact check myself here since I can't since I'm at my computer. Uh, yeah, Daniel Craig uh, hosted Saturday Night Live however long ago it was. And it's just simply, it's just a six-second soundbite. just goes, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. And it's just so calm yet filled with so much relief and excitement. It's hilarious. I love it. It's posted every week. The same account posts it every Friday after the work week. Uh, hilarious. The other one I, I always repost or retweet is, uh, if you haven't seen the show, I think you should leave on Netflix. It's literally called, I think you should leave starring Tim Robinson. Uh, who used to write for SNL actually. Um, fabulous show. Go watch it. Uh, but there's this one bit that he does um, in, in his show um, and he writes out this song it's called Friday Night and just starts Friday Night <laughs> that's all it is and it's the same account just Fry space day space night and it shows him singing the microphone it's a hilarious bit um, again go watch that show if you haven't read but anyways those are the two things I would retweet not that you actually care I needed, a, I needed an open somehow because I feel like I couldn't just jump right into a like alright here's who we're starting here's who we're sitting um, I, I felt like I needed some sort of open but anyways Let's get to uh, our starts and sets of the week. Um, goal here is going to give you three players at each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Uh, three players that you can start, three players you can sit at each position. So in total, Lucas can do math. That's 24 players we'll be going through here. Um, 24 players, why you should start them, why you should sit them. Plus at the end, uh, we'll get a few player props in here. Uh, as well, uh, if you're if you're a daily fantasy sports person, or if you're just looking to make some weekly bets, uh, we'll we'll help you out. We got some player props here uh, through our th- through our friends over at Thrive Fantasy, um, who put up weekly props so you can create a daily fantasy lineup with. So I'll talk a little bit more about them once we get towards the end of the podcast here. But let's get into our starts and sits of the week. Let's start a quarterback. And like, if we have like a start of the week. Like, I think, I think this guy is going to be it. And it's Jalen Hurts. You got to start this week. It's quarterback four currently. Uh, he had that great, great comment after the Cowboys game last week of, man, I mean, when you take a deuce, it's not like you just sit there and admire it. 
right? You flush it down the toilet. <laughs> That's what they're looking to do, right? I think I think he does that this week. But even even in a game where he really didn't perform that well until garbage time, he still still put up a top ten quarterback performance at the position last week. He scored at least twenty one fantasy points in all three weeks this season. He's second in rushing yards amongst quarterbacks with 179. Lamar Jackson's the only one ahead of him, and he's at like 250, I think. Um, Lamar Jackson's just a different animal. But Jalen Hurts, second in rushing yards amongst QBs. And speaking of Lamar Jackson, the Eagles play the Chiefs this week. When Lamar Jackson played the Chiefs, they allowed Lamar Jackson 33 fantasy points, 107 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns, and that was in week two. The Chiefs are allowing the second most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this season uh, and, and point totals in Chiefs games this season. So the, the total points from both teams, uh, 62 week one, 71 week two, 54 week three. This is going to be a high scoring affair. I'm look, if you have Jalen Hurts on your team, fire him up. I don't want to be bold and say he's going to be a top five option, but I mean, seriously, if Jalen, it's not going to surprise me if Jalen hurts he's north of 25 fantasy points this week. Uh, big game coming for him. Our first start pick of the week. Second quarterback we're starting, uh, Derek Carr. He's been awesome this year, okay? He's currently quarterback nine. He's a top 10 quarterback. He's averaging 28 or 28, 23.8 fantasy points per game this year. Now, here's, here's where my tension comes in with this pick. I mentioned this in our week four preview yesterday. The Chargers are allowing the seventh fewest fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. But I'm not worried because Derek Carr has played some pretty good defense. They played the Ravens earlier this year. Torch them. Didn't have an issue. And granted, you know, they've had two overtime games where, uh, you know, they've, Derek Carr's been able to rack up, you know, a few more fantasy points here and there, but still. Like the, the draft DraftKings has this game over under 52 uh, total points. I'm willing to bet Derek Carr keeps up his hot streak here. Okay. I think it's going to be a shootout with him and Justin Herbert on Monday night football, uh, high scoring affair. Uh, Derek Carr, I think is a great start this week. If you're looking for, for a streaming option of any kind, obviously he's tough to start over any of the top 10 guys. Right. I won't run through them all. Right. But like, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, all those, you know, guys like that, they're all locks, right? But if you're, if you're in like a deeper league, even, even if Ryan Tannehill is your starting quarterback this week, I think I would take Derek Carr over Ryan Tannehill this week. Great option this week. I think uh, Derek Carr can, can comfortably be in your lineups if need be. Last guy I think you could start this week, and this is, this is mostly a streaming option, right? Because so, so when I give start options, I feel like I needed to preface this, okay? It's not that you're going out of your way to 100% start these players every single week. I feel like start sit is, is just a different way of saying love, hate, right? Start sit just adds the gravity of like, I think you could really lock these guys in. It's not so much like, oh, dude, I think these guys are going to perform awesome this week. Versus I think these guys are going to underperform, but I don't know if I'd put them in my lineup, right? Like I think, I think starts adds a little bit more gravity. So when I say you should start Taylor Heineke this week, I am not saying you should go out and start him over Aaron Rodgers. I am not saying you should go out and start him. Uh, maybe you could start him ahead of Ryan Tannehill this week. I'm just out on Ryan Tannehill this week. Okay. I'm, that, that's, I'm going to spoil that. And I think I said that in yesterday's preview episode too. I'm out on Ryan Tannehill this week. 
um, even in a, a seemingly good matchup. But anyways, um, I'm not saying you should go and start Taylor Heineke as a top 10 option this week. That's, that's, that's nobody is going to tell you that. But here's the thing. Taylor Heineke is QB 16 currently. He's had two consecutive games of at least 21 fantasy points. And now he gets Atlanta, who's allowed 24.8 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this year, which is third most. Now, I told people to start Daniel Jones last week, that Daniel Jones was going to be a top 10 option last week. I'm doubling down, okay? Daniel Jones made me look bad against Atlanta last week, okay? He had 243 yards and no touchdowns. Um, I want to say he had like 30-something rushing yards. It wasn't great, okay? It wasn't great. Had Danny Dime scored a touchdown, though, he would have been a top 12 option <laughs> of any kind. A rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown. Well, any of them. Any form of a touchdown, he's a top 12 option last week. So I'm doubling down on quarterbacks against Atlanta this week because Daniel Jones made me look like an idiot last week, even though I could have looked like a genius. Nah, I shouldn't say a genius because Daniel Jones has been playing really well. I could have looked smart last week. <laughs> That's what I'll say. I could have looked smart. But Daniel Jones said, nah. I listen to the Fantasy Football Fellows podcast. Screw that guy. Actually, he probably follows us on TikTok, so I don't think we said this start any times last week. I don't know. I don't know what Tyler and Cameron advised. But I'm doubling down on quarterbacks against Atlanta this week. Taylor Heineke has been on a hot streak recently. I think it's a great game for both Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, uh, and another guy who we'll talk about coming up here. I won't spoil who it is because I don't want to spoil all my picks before I get to them. But Uh, I think Heineke, if you're looking for a streaming option this week, if you played the game of like, I'm just going to punt on quarterback and wait till Justin Fields or Trey Lance takes over full time. um, Granted that strategy isn't looking too good. If you're, (laughs) if you're, uh, if you're uh, got Justin Fields on your roster right now, but if you're streaming quarterbacks, Taylor Heineke is a great option this week. I'm doubling down on that. I bet he sees north of 20 fantasy points again this week. Let's move on to running backs or starts for running backs. Uh, and this guy should be a lock in your lineup every week, but I feel like he needs to be addressed because I think there are people seriously questioning his outlook for the rest of the season. And that guy's Jonathan Taylor. Look, he's had a disappointing start to the season. Week one, he was fine. He had 17.6 fantasy points. Uh, but in the last two weeks combined, he scored less than he did in week one. 6.3 points in week two, 8.2 in week three. Not great. However, this is a get-right week for Jonathan Taylor. I mentioned this in our preview episode yesterday yesterday, because this is the perfect, the perfect matchup for it. The Dolphins are allowing 32 fantasy points per game to running backs, which is second most in the league. The Dolphins have allowed three top 15 running backs in the past two games. They've had more running backs finish in the top 15 than they had games. How do you do that? Here's the other interesting thing about Jonathan Taylor, though. He's had six touches inside the five-yard line, which is the most in the NFL, the the opposing five-yard line, right, like in the red zone. That's the most in the NFL at six. So if you haven't sold low on Jonathan Taylor yet, I think you'll be rewarded this week. I think I think it'll pay off for you this week to have kept Jonathan Taylor and to have put him in your lineup. He's a start for us this week for sure. Second guy you're starting, Chuba Hubbard. And I'm not here to tell you that Chuba Hubbard is going to replicate Chris McCaffrey like 100%. I'm not telling you that whatsoever. But what I am going to tell you is that they're going to need him in the passing game this week. 
the Cowboys have allowed the eighth fewest fantasy points per game to running backs, which is great, which is fine. Um, you know, I'm not saying Chuba Hubbard's going to smoke them on the ground because that's not where the Cowboys' weaknesses are. But what their weakness is, is that the Cowboys have allowed the sixth most receiving yards to running backs this year. So if Trayvon, if DJ Moore sees a lot of Trayvon Diggs this week, and based on what we've seen so far this year, would you rather bet on Robbie Anderson or Chuba Hubbard in the passing game this week? Chuba Hubbard, who will be utilized similar to Christian McCaffrey. I understand we have a small sample size on Chuba Hubbard, but think about it from a scheme perspective. Would you rather bet on Robbie Anderson, who's been extremely lackluster this year, who's been one of the most players to have on your fantasy teams? Would you rather bank on Chuba Hubbard, who's going to fill a Christian McCaffrey-like role? Utilize similar. That's probably the best best way to say that. I'm going to put my odds on Chuba Hubbard. (laughs) The Cowboys are allowing the sixth most receiving yards to running backs. I don't see why the, the, the Panthers don't take advantage of that. If they can't get the ball to DJ Moore, let's get it to our other guys. That's not me saying Robbie Anderson's going to have a bad week, but I'm saying if you're comparing apples to apples here in the in the passing game, I'm going to I'm going to bank on Chuba Hubbard before I bank on Robbie based on what I've seen from Robbie this year. So Chuba Hubbard, lock for your lineup this week. Uh serious upside for a top 15 week, I think. Uh in PPR formats, that is. Last guy we're starting out of our running backs. How about Zach Moss? I'm going to start with a stat that I don't think any of y'all are, are ready for. Like I'm, like, I'm about to just rock some of y'all right now, okay? In the two weeks Zach Moss has been active, excluding week one, so in weeks two and three, Zach Moss has been running back 10 in PPR formats. Running back 10. That's nuts. He's played two games. Granted, those are just those two weeks that I'm talking about, right? But but top 10 running back. And the biggest thing I've heard used against Zach Moss this week is he's too, he's too touchdown dependent. He is. It's true. It's true to an extent, I think. Uh, he had those two touchdowns um, in week two, I believe it was. I know he had one last week too, but he's being utilized in the receiving game too. So there's, there's a plus there. Here's the thing. Houston's allowing 26 fantasy points per game to running backs. Pair that with the Bills allowing the fifth fewest points per game to quarterbacks, the second fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers, against this Texans offense that's less has less than 1,000 total yards of offense this year. That screams lots of Bills running back touches this week. This Bills defense is good. That Houston offense is bad. The Texans get up, or not the Texans, the Bills get up early. Lots of running back touches this week. And I'm not concerned about Devin Singletary because Zach Moss outtouched him last week. And we haven't seen as much efficiency from Devin Singletary. He had his big week one, right? But after that, it hasn't been as impressive. Zach Moss has clearly been the better running back. Give me Zach Moss as a lock to be a top 25 running back this week. I I seriously think that's in the realm of possibility here. I don't know if I can go as saying top 20. I don't want to be super wrong there, but I think Zach Moss could finish in running back two range this week. I'm not saying to start a measure running back two, but if he finishes um, in that range, don't be surprised. Look, he's the other thing is I didn't even mention in here. In his two performances, Zach Moss has been um, a top 15 running back each week. So not only has he been a weekly top 15 performer, 
he's been top 10 overall, right? So I think the, I, the stars are aligning perfectly for Zach Moss to have another great week this week. That's, that's where I'm at. Let's move on to wide receivers. Our starts for wide receivers. We got Debo Samuel up first here. You know he's wide receiver eight currently. Man's going to get volume, okay? Uh, he's wide receiver eight going against a Seattle defense that's allowed uh, a 100-yard receiver in two out of three weeks so far this year. Seahawks have allowed four wide receivers to have at least eight targets, and three of them have scored at least 17 fantasy points. Shout out to CBS. I took that off of CBS as a stat. That was, that was a good one. We've been talking a lot about Cooper Cup's target share, right? I talked about Debo getting volume. Debo's target share is 33% this year. That's fourth in the league. And if we're using it as a reference, right, like we, we heard Cooper Cup have 38 his first two weeks, Cooper Cup's target share is still 35%. That's only 2% behind Cooper Cup, who we've been raving about. So uh, concerns could come in where, you know, we could see a shift to Brandon Ayuk taking over the number one role. But look, he had, he had his first relevant game last week and part of it is because he had a touchdown i'm not i'm not ready to say Ayuk's ready to, to take back over i don't think that's the case i think debo still gets plenty of volume this week uh, i think he's a safe lock into your lineup uh whether he's your wide receiver two or flex play um debo debo is a perfectly perfectly fine option this week the second guy that we had on our start list was Jamar Chase. And so I had posted this on TikTok. So I feel like I have to include him in the podcast. Um, but I'll breeze through this one since he already played Thursday night, right? Like I don't need to recap or anything. Here, here's our reasoning for having Jamar Chase as a must start. Um, red hot with Joe Burrow at the time, right? He had a solid line this week, this past week. Just didn't have a touchdown. Um, Jacksonville was allowing 40.5 fantasy points per game to wide receivers. And we knew T Higgins was going to be out. So that meant Jamar Chase was going to be involved more, right? And I realized he was insanely efficient, right? To a touchdown on 25% of his targets without T Higgins. And against that Jacksonville defense, right? Who like, did you expect that to change? I would have expected Jamar Chase to still catch a touchdown last week. Uh, so that was my logic, right? Really kind of sort of didn't pay off. Uh, you're Look, you're not upset with 13.6 fantasy points, but it's also not enough for me to be like, yeah, nailed it. Uh, because realistically, that's probably going to be somewhere around the wide receiver 30 range, which is fine. But I was thinking Jamar Chase was going to have another like top 20 week, not a top 35 week, right? So... That's why we had Jamar Chase on, on our list. Um, kind of sort of didn't pay off, but that's just had to breeze through that one quick. Last guy we have on our start list for wide receivers this week. How about Devonta Smith? They had a great game against Atlanta week one. Uh, two pretty downer weeks afterwards. Part of it was, I mean, again, Trey, like I feel like I've been talking about Trayvon Diggs the past two weeks, the past two episodes quite a bit, but it's true. Like he's he's been great this year. He's been really good. So I think uh, Devonta Smith gets back on track here this week uh, for using the same logic as we did with Jalen Hurts, right? The Eagles will have to throw to stay in this game. Chiefs are allowing 40.8 fantasy points per game to wide receivers this year. And I expect Devonta Smith to take on most of the wide receivers scoring for this team. Could be a nice week for Jalen Rager. Could be a nice week for the tight ends, Goddard and Hurts. But uh, if I'm going to put my money on a wide receiver, it's going to be Devonta Smith. 
I think it's a bounce back week for, for Devonta Smith. Um, I wouldn't surprise me if he finds the end zone, um, nears around that 70 yard mark, probably. Um, again, it, it's just the same logic we're using for Hertz, right? The Eagles are going to have to pass to stay in this game. And when you have to pass, you have to throw to wide receivers. And which wide receiver are you going to take on Philly? I'm going to take Devonta Smith. Let's move on to tight ends. Got three tight ends here before we get onto our sit picks of the week. Oh, gosh, I, I hate saying sit pick. And, and... Oh, man, if we had an editor, I'd ask him that. <laughs> I'm the editor. I'm going to keep it in, though, because I, I, uh, I don't have much time to, to edit hardcore today. So, anyways, uh, side note that nobody cares about tight ends. How about Logan Thomas? It's tight end seven currently. It's a great match against Atlanta this week. They're allowing... 16 fantasy points per game to tight ends. I think this is a game where both Matt Ryan and Taylor Heineke are going to be throwing the ball a lot, right? I, I mentioned it with Taylor Heineke. It's a great matchup for him this week. Uh, when you throw the ball, you're going to be throwing to Terry McLaurin. Probably do some checkdowns to Gibson. Curtis Samuel's back this week, so that, that's kind of my only fear after I made the, my, the Logan Thomas pick. But he's good. Look, it's Curtis Samuel's first game back. I wouldn't expect him to go you know, balls to the walls and trying to feed him right away. I think it's still a great game for Logan Thomas. 16 fantasy points per game to tight ends is like pretty significant. Okay. Like that's like top seven, maybe even top five tight end range. Right. So I think Logan Thomas absolutely has top seven upside uh, this week. Uh, so yeah, I think he's a safe lock into your lineups. And uh, well, speaking of Matt Ryan, I brought him up a little bit. How about Kyle Pitts? And this is th- this one I'm a little bit nervous about this pick, but Washington's, Washington allowed 11 fantasy points to Jared Cook week one. They gave up a touchdown to Dawson Knox last week. So I think it's in the cards for Pitts to have this breakout week this week. Again, I feel like I'm a broken record, but these teams are going to be throwing a lot this game. I think, look, it was disappointing to see Kyle Pitts only get two receptions last week, but I think that he gets the bump in targets and receptions this week in a game where they're going to be throwing the football. It's also just tough to justify benching Kyle Pitts for a lot of other dart throws at tight end. That's the other thing. So if you're considering benching Kyle Pitts, I think it's worth keeping him in your lineup before taking a dart throw on another tight end. The position is just a wasteland. That's the reality. Because this guy, this next guy, went from from literal zero to hero last week, and that's Mike Gusecki. Big old donut week one, zero, goose egg, bagel, whatever circular object you can think of. Mike Kosicki threw that up week one. Man was on fire last week. 12 targets, 10 receptions for 86 yards. As long as Jacoby Brissett is under center, put Mike Kosicki in your lineup. He might be one where I'd be willing to put him in over Kyle Pitts if you're like, so done with Kyle Pitts. You're like, man, this, this sucks. I don't want to deal with Kyle Pitts this week. I I'd rather not get screwed again on, on two receptions. Give me Mike Kosicki who had 10 last week. That's fine. If you do that, I understand that. As long as Jacoby Brissett's on your center, I think, I think you can depend on Mike Kosicki in your lineup. So um, yeah, lock him in your lineup this week. If you, uh, if you don't have many options on tight end, Bob Tunyon, Robert Tunyon, uh, he's one I'd start Mike Kosicki over. Um, goodness, there are a few other tight ends I'd probably start Mike Kosicki over, but at the end of the day, look, uh, that line last week just says so much. 
You have to. If Jacoby Brissett's under center, put Mike Kosecki in your lineup. Let's move on to our sits. What players are we sitting this week? You know, we'll start with quarterbacks, work our way down. And, and I already spoiled this one. I've, I've spoiled it about four times already. Ryan Tannehill's the first, first player we have uh, as a quarterback sit this week. Uh, mentioned this yesterday. The Jets have the third fewest fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks this year, but the third most to running backs. And he has no A.J. Brown this week. I've got Tannehill outside of a top 12 play. I think he's closer to that quarterback 15-16 range this week. So unless if the Titans like want to like idiotically outsmart themselves and lean on their wide receivers whose names nobody can pronounce or even knows, right? Like I've listened to so many podcasts this week. There's like, oh yeah, the one guy whose last name I is hyphenated and I can't pronounce. <laughs> I think that says how much it'll be the Derrick Henry show this week, right? Third most points to running backs. The Titans know what they have in Derrick Henry. They know how dominant he can be. Teams have just been abolishing the Jets' defense via the run. So uh, Ryan Tannehill, again, I think he'll be a fine play most weeks. I'm just passing on him this week because the Jets are so vulnerable against the run. And Derrick Henry is the Yeti, right? He'll unleash the Yeti this week. Uh, give me give me Ryan Tannehill as a sit this week. Again, I'd rather start Derek Carr over him. And if you're really feeling ballsy and want to play with fire, I think Taylor Heineke might be a better option. That's getting ballsy and, and playing with fire, though. So don't, don't tell anyone that I told you to do that because I think you're playing with fire if you want to do that. But maybe you want to be bold this week. Maybe you want to stick it to your opponent and bench, bench Ryan Tannehill. I don't know. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, first quarterback on our set list this week. Second quarterback, how about Daniel Jones? And this is a spike pick, okay? Because Danny Dimes screwed me over on my bold call last week. I said he was going to finish as a top 12 quarterback and even outscore Matt Stafford last week. I bet you people weren't happy with me on TikTok, okay? They're like, Stafford or Danny Dimes? I'm like, look, I get the Rams are going to be in a shootout with Tampa, but like realistically, like does Matt Stafford put up like 24 and Danny Dimes put up 26 against Atlanta? They were allowing 27 fantasy points to quarterbacks. So I'm like, give me Danny Dimes to just have a big week. He screwed me. He made me look stupid, okay? By the way, people often mistake Matthew Stafford as me. I don't know if you knew that. Like, I like Matt Stafford has, like, looked me up, and he's been like, Lucas, yo, man, why are people calling me Lucas once loud here in L.A.? I tell him, sorry, man, we're, we're, we're just getting big on TikTok. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have to drop that in there. These comments on, if you don't follow us on TikTok, go do it because there's at least one person who comments on every single TikTok and it's someone different every time. It says, man, you look like Matt Stafford because I post most of the videos on TikTok. Cameron does a great job and posts um, a lot of our other comedy videos too, which are great. Um, people will comment every once in a while when I make a video. Like, yeah, is that Matt Stafford? So, pe- so people mistake me for Matt Stafford. Oh, uh, I love it. I love it so much that that's become a thing in our TikTok. Go follow us on there at Fantasy Football Fuzz if you haven't already. But anyways, in all seriousness, back to Daniel Jones. Uh, this isn't this this isn't a spike pick, okay? Because the Saints have averaged second fewest fantasy points quarterbacks this year. It, it's not like we've been Daniel Jones didn't just take this step into like an elite QB or like a like really good QB in the NFL, right? Like I still think he's just kind of like slightly above average quarterback 
Um, so I, I, I think we, we see him kind of return to that, that slightly above average self against the Saints defense this week. Again, it's a confused fancy points quarterbacks. That, that Saints defense has been good this year. Um, plus, Danny Dines has limited options in the receiving game now with both Shepard and Slayton likely to miss week four. So Danny Dimes on the bench this week. Last quarterback we got, how about Teddy Bridgewater? He's been great so far. Uh, As a Vikings fan and Teddy being a former Viking, I obviously, I love Teddy. I love, love, love Teddy just as much as the next guy here in Minnesota. He's great, great dude. But I've always been on the side of like, he's never been that guy. He's been serviceable. He's a professional NFL quarterback, but he's not that guy who's going to elevate your team to Super Bowl contention, right? But Teddy's looked really good so far, right? He had his he had his one down week against the Jets, right? Uh, but that's because again they just ran the ball and blew the Jets out of the water, twenty six zip. So here's the thing: Teddy plays the Ravens this week. Teddy's not Derek Carr. He's well, certainly not Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> who both got the best of the Ravens defense, okay? The Ravens shut down Jared Goff last week for nine fantasy points. Less than double digits for a quarterback. That's bad. That's bad. And I'd say that Teddy and Jared Goff are far more, far more comparable than Derek Carr, let alone Patrick Mahomes, right? So I think Teddy struggles a bit this week. Um, it's not necessarily like a... I, I look, I, I, it, it's a defensive matchup on both sides of the ball. It's going to be a low scoring game. I don't think either team is going to have that much success through the air. So Teddy Bridgewater's on the bench this week for us. Don't think you can worry about streaming him or if you're in a two QB league, it might be worth trying to find another option. If other options are available, let's move on to running backs. First sit of the week for running backs, Tyson Williams. I just said it. This Denver defense is tough, right? Like, like a few Fs after that TU, like TU, F, 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 F. We'll throw four or five behind there. They're tough, right? Fourth fewest fantasy points per game allowed to running backs this year. And the Ravens clearly want to use a committee because both Latavius Murray and Devonta Freeman have seen increased usage these past two weeks in their offense. So you mix it all together and you get the best of both worlds. Ha, 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 Hannah Montana. No, uh, gosh, someone take me off. Tyler Cameron, this was, a, this was a mistake. We should have never had me do a Saturday episode. This is what happens when you get me in a room by myself talking fantasy football and I just say stupid things. <laughs> mix it all together, okay? Uh, you get a guy, Tyson Williams, that I just don't want to have to trust in my lineups this week. I don't want to have to depend on Tyson Williams putting up double-digit fantasy points this week because I, I don't want to have to. Denver defense is really good, and they're going to keep using a committee. I, just, I, I don't want to have to trust Tyson Williams in my lineup if I don't have to. So I think there are better options out there this week that you could probably throw into your flex or running back too. Second guy on our sit uh, that we're sitting for the running backs this week, Damian Harris. Look, the Buccaneers are just a, a matchup nightmare for running backs in general both because of their strong run defense, right? But also that opposing teams have to pass the ball in order to keep up with, with that Buccaneers uh, air game. Tom Brady, Bruce Arians, right? All they do is throw, throw, throw. Uh, doesn't favor running backs to begin with. So on top of that, then the Bucs are allowing the sixth fewest fantasy points per game to running backs at just 11 and a half fantasy points per game. That doesn't sound great for Damian Harris. And even with the loss of James White, Damian Harris isn't used in the New England Patriots passing attack. 
he's he's a guy who gets all the running back touches, but he gets nothing in the receiving game. Okay, so we're 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 fading Damian Harris big time this week. Um, but it's only temporary because he's got some juicy matchups coming up here in the next couple of weeks, um, including the Jets again, who he put in 13 on. So um, fade Damian Harris this week. Put him on your bench. Don't think he's even worthy of a flex play this week. Last guy we got for our running backs, Sid Miles Gaskin this week. Oh, he this Dolphins team is just so cringe when it comes to trying to figure out who to start. Um, mostly because they just had like so much change already, right? With Tua sitting out and Will Fuller's coming back and so many different things. All the, but all of a sudden they're using a committee-ish of sorts. Malcolm Brown's still getting plenty of touches. Um, but this is like what other NFL team like allows their leading wide receiver to go for 58 yards on 12 receptions. Name one other team. What year did the Eagles win the Super Bowl? 2016? 2017. 2017 Eagles? Where they just dinked and dunked with Nick Foles the whole time? I that's digging up an old grave, anyways. <laughs> so that doesn't none of that relates to Miles Gaskin, but this backfield usage is just just cringe too, right? I mentioned it. Malcolm Brown's still getting touches. Gaskin's only getting nine carries per game. His work in the receiving game hasn't turned into anything fruitful. His ceiling is just capped, okay? And you're not starting him as your running back too. I, I highly doubt anybody drafted him as their running back too. So I'd much rather have a high ceiling boom type player in my flex spot rather than Gaskin. Uh, just, he's just not an exciting player right now. I think so. I think you have to bench Miles Gaskin this week. Wide receivers. Who are we putting on the bench for wide receivers? We're going to start with Juju Smith-Schuster. So not only is Juju mending an injury coming into this week, but he's wide receiver 48 right now. He's only topped double-digit points once this season. The Packers have allowed the sixth fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers this season. With how pitiful that Pittsburgh passing attacks been, I kind of hate that I just said that. Man, someone's got to take me off this microphone. <laughs> Pit, Pittsburgh pitiful. I assume y'all cut that. Anyways, uh, with, how, with how bad that Pittsburgh passing attack has been, um, I'm, I'm just avoiding Juju this week. Other Pittsburgh wide receivers are mending injuries, right? Deontay Johnson, he should be good to go. Um, Claypool has been mending an injury a little bit, right? So I honestly, I think they'll all probably be good to go, but Look, I'm, I'm benching Juju if I can this week. Uh, no reason to have him in your lineup against that Packers defense and with just how bad their passing attack has been. Next wide receiver, we're benching Kenny Galladay, which might be a little bit of a surprise because, like, well, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton are probably going to be out this week. So Galladay should be the clear-cut target getter this week, right? Uh, but the problem is he's still mending his hip injury. And even with Shepard and Slayton missing most of the game last week, Galladay still only put up 10 fantasy points in a favorable matchup too at that, right? Against Atlanta, only put up 10 fantasy points. So again, I mentioned this back in our QBs. I said to sit Daniel Jones because he's going to struggle this week. And if Daniel Jones struggles this week, that means these wide receivers are also going to struggle this week. It's not going to benefit Kenny Galladay. He can take a seat on your bench this week. Last guy. Uh, you can sit for wide receivers. How about Michael Pittman? Part of this is just because of my love for Jonathan Taylor this week, because the way you beat the Dolphins is going to be to attack them on the ground. But part of it is that he's also going to be matched up with Xavier Howard. 
Um, I don't think there's going to be a reason to force Michael Pittman the ball, right? He's had a generous target share these last couple of weeks. He's been good, right? I'm not going to like just acknowledge that Michael Pittman hasn't been good because he's been great for fantasy these past couple of weeks. But um, it's it's just the fact that if you're going to beat the Dolphins, you're going to do it on the ground because they've allowed the second most points to running backs, right? I don't think the goal shouldn't be to attack through the air against the Dolphins. So this is this is mostly just a matchup preference, okay? Um, there are likely better guys you could probably throw in at your flex spot this week. That's That's all this is. Michael Pittman will be fine. This week, we're just fading him, mostly because of the matchup. Time for the tight ends. We'll wrap out uh, the players we're sitting this week with our tight ends. And the first one, Tyler Higby. Arizona's only allowing 4.27 fantasy points per game to tight ends this year. Now, granted, okay, that comes with a little bit of a grain of salt because they haven't really faced any formidable tight ends this year. Um uh, but look, I mentioned this in our week four preview yesterday. I think the Rams could use a much more balanced attack this week because um, that's where the, the did I say the Rams could use against the Rams. The Rams could use a more balanced attack against the Cardinals this week because uh, that's where they're weak. They're weak against the run. 131 yards to Dalvin Cook uh, in week two, 88 to James Robinson in week three. Um, look, I, I, they could easily attack via the run, use more balance. I didn't mention this in our preview episode yesterday, but I, I, I have a gut feeling, and this is totally a gut feeling, that this could be the game that Robert Woods, Bobby Trees, gets back on track this week. This could be it. They've, they've, the Rams have integrated a new piece of their offense uh, every week, right? Uh, we saw it, uh, goodness, we saw it with Deshaun Jackson last week, right? Um, we, we've seen one of their, I'll call them long shot receivers, get volume. Van Jefferson, that's who I'm thinking of. Van Jefferson in week one, right? He had a nice week. I hope he's on the Rams. I always get him and the, the Seattle guy mixed up. It's not Van Jefferson on Seattle. I'm 95% sure. Anyways, this could be the game Robert Woods gets back on track too. It's just, look, so it's just that the Rams have so many weapons, okay? It's probably Tyler Higby's turn to take a step back this week. He had a low-performing week two, um, but I, it might just be game script and the other options that they have in that offense this week. Um, if I'm going to bench a tight end that you're probably looking to start most weeks, I think it's going to be Tyler Higby. Our goal is to kind of give you, like, one guy that you're looking to start every week, right, to bench. Um in these, in these picks, right? Like we don't want to just be obvious and tell you like, yeah, you know who you shouldn't start this week? Chris Herndon. <laughs> right? Like we're not going to give you that advice. We're going to try and give you realistic advice without it just being flat out stupid advice. Okay. So that, that's how I feel about Tyler Higby. Next guy we move on to for tight ends, Johnny Smith. And in reality, I want to sit both Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry this week. But I'm focusing on Johnny because he's perceived as the better option between the two tight ends right in New England right now. But Hunter Henry actually outsnapped Johnny last week, 52 to 32. That's not good. Not good for Johnny. I was in on Johnny. I thought he'd be. Uh, I thought he'd be the, the the lead target, not target getter, but you know the lead tight end option for for New England this year. That hasn't panned out really. Yes, the Patriots have to pass to keep up with the Bucks. The uh, holy smokes wow 
my thoughts just left my head. The Patriots have to pass keep up with the Bucks, right? Uh, but there should be a bigger game for the wide receivers than it is the tight ends. Um, so the Jacoby Myers of the world. Um, Kendrick, uh, Kendrick Bourne could be an interesting play. Nelson Aguilar. I think those three will probably have a better chance at, at having a big day than, than either of these tight ends will. So uh, bench Johnny Smith this week. Don't think you have to worry about playing him. And lastly, Dawson Knox. And, th- and this is just like almost like a PSA, like benching, right? Like he, Dawson Knox has his one fantasy relevant game every season. He might have one or two, right? And as he had it in week three, right? He would have been a great option to play in week three. And all of a sudden, yes, Dawson, Dawson Knox, finally, against the Texans, gets a great matchup. But the reality is he's still not fantasy relevant because he is still probably the fourth or fifth option in that Bills passing attack, okay? You have Stephon Diggs. You have Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders. Gabe Davis hasn't been on as much recently, so maybe you could put Dawson Knox in as the fourth. But... He's not fantasy relevant. Don't put him into your lineup this week. And like I, I mentioned this earlier with Zach Moss, the Bills played the Texans this week, and Zach Moss is on the start list, start list because the start list, the start list because of game script. I don't think Dawson Knox even sees enough volume to be a, to even come close to sniffing the top fifteen, let alone top twenty, probably. Comfortably, he can sit on your bench this week if you even have him. Right. Don't worry about starting Dawson Knox this week. So that wraps out our start sits. The last little bit here, uh, I want to go through some player props, mostly because uh, this is the little realm uh, I've been getting into recently. I think all of us fellas have been getting into player props a little bit more recently. Um, and part of it is because we started using this app called Thrive Fantasy. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to really do a full pitch promo on here, but without promoting um, our partnership form of partnership with them too much um thrive fantasy is what we've been using to uh create daily fantasy lineups based on player props okay you can figure out how to sign up go over to our tiktok um we have a promo code that you can use there i'm not gonna again i'm not trying not to promote this because i'm not sure if we're actually allowed to do this but um i want to give you all some player prop picks on thrive fantasy that can hopefully win you some money this week uh can hopefully um get you more into like daily fantasy and not the typical salary cap like on DraftKings, right? Uh, so Thrive Fantasy uses player props. You pick 10 player props, create your lineup every week and you go head to head with hundreds of other people. It's great. So if you don't have Thrive Fantasy already, go uh, check out our TikTok page. Even just Google it. Just Google Fantasy Football Fellas. Go to our page. Look at one of our Thrive Fantasy videos. We have it on our little thumbnail. So you, so you know which ones it is and you can find our... Uh, promo code day you can figure out how to sign up that way um hopefully i did enough preface for for what what player props we're using without <laughs> promoing too much T- technically our partnership is through tiktok with them so like i'm doing this on the podcast is a little bit risky maybe but alas go sign up for thrive fantasy find a promo code on our tiktok anyways uh let's give y'all i believe it's yes i have five player props here uh that we would take that I would take personally uh, to win you some money this week. Okay. Uh, first one Thrive has Josh Allen under 280 or first one has Josh Allen at over under 280 and a half passing yards this week. And I'm taking the under on that. And here's why, right? Again, it seems like an optimal matchup against the Texans, right? 
Josh Allen's only top 280 passing yards once this year. And it was last week against the Washington football team. And I've already said this game favors Bill's running backs. So Allen won't need to go crazy through the air. And even in week one, when Josh Allen threw 51 times, he only had 270 passing yards. So honestly, like 280 feels a little bit generous to me after what we've seen so far and how I feel like this game script's going to go. I'll take the under on that. Take the under on 280 and a half points or 280 and a half passing yards for Josh Allen this week. Second player prop um, that I'm in on this week. I'll take CeeDee Lamb over 77 and a half receiving yards this week. Here are his receiving lines uh, over the first three weeks. He had 104 week one, right? He had that big week one performance. He had 81 a week two, 66 last week. So yes, like we see like a, a downwards progression of, of those numbers, but last week's game script for the Cowboys didn't need CD to go nuts. He didn't need to go big last week. They attacked the middle of the field, which favored the tight ends, right? So this Panther defense is good, but I, I like I that 77 and a half receiving yard mark feels safe to me. Because CD Lamb's still gonna get the volume. He only had three targets, three receptions last week, but again, he they didn't need to utilize him in that way. So again, the, the mark feels safe to me because I think the Cowboys will have to pass quite a bit to keep up with the Panthers, even though their defense has been really good this year. Um, I'll take the over on 77 and a half for CD Lamb uh, in terms of receiving yards. Third pick, uh, Jalen Hurts is at over under one and a half total touchdowns. And this is like, let me smash the over button on this one uh, because this isn't just passing touchdowns. This is total touchdowns, rushing and passing or receiving. Total touchdowns. Jalen Hurts is averaging two total touchdowns a game this year. It's not great, right? Like, I'm not like promoting Jalen Hurts. It's like, oh, yeah, he's got so many touchdowns this year. No. It's not great, but it's over one and a half. And this will be a high scoring game. So here's my question. Would you rather bet on Jalen Hurts to have multiple touchdowns this game or Miles Sanders? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I thought. Jalen Hurts over one and a half total touchdowns. Smash that over button. Lock it in. Big game for Jalen Hurts this week. As I've talked about, it seems like on repeat. <laughs> Give me the over one and a half total touchdowns for Jalen Hurts this week. Next one, Alvin Kamara. A 95 and a half total yards, so rushing and receiving. I'm going to take the over on that, actually. It seems high, right? And Kamara's like, he's had his good, he had his two good weeks, but he had that really concerning week against Carolina. But here's the thing. New York Giants have allowed 165 total yards per game to running backs this year. That's rushing and receiving. And we know Alvin Kamara is that dual threat rushing and receiver, right? I mentioned this in the preview episode. I'm expecting a big game from Alvin Kamara here. Tony Jones hasn't really seen any copious amounts of work or anything. So it should be the Kamara show. And when he tops that 95 and a half total mark, total yards mark, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised. So that one might be a little bit more out there. Um, but I, I feel good with, with the Giants allowing that many yards running backs this year in, in single games. I'm pretty comfortable with, with Alvin Kamara at 95 and a half going over that. That is the last one. This is like, this one's free money. This one might be more free money than Jalen hurts. Tom Brady at 25 and a half completions this week over 
if this if that over button ain't broken already, I'm smashing it even more until I can't smash it anymore. Give me the over on that. You can't tell me Brady isn't going to want to stick it to uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots this week. You you can't tell me that. And over the first three weeks, here are Brady's completion numbers. At 32 week one, at 25 week two, and 41 last week. Free money. 25 and a half over. Hands down, no question. Give me Tom Brady. Over 25 and a half completions this week against his former team, the dynasty, the New England Patriots. And that's all we got for today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas podcast here. Uh, make sure to follow us on our socials, FF Fellas on Twitter, DFF Fellas on Instagram, Fantasy Football Fellas on Facebook, YouTube. I got good news. We hit 17K on TikTok officially. We hit that mark after I recorded yesterday. We hit that 17K mark. Go give us a follow on TikTok if you don't already. Cameron Tyler will be back on Wednesday next week to review uh, all of the games from Sunday, all the, all, the, all of the players that were destroyed teams that are wanted by us, all the missing in action players as well who, who let everybody down. They'll be back on Wednesday. But for now, have a great rest of your weekend. Stay safe and be responsible. We will see you all. Well, I won't see you all till, till Saturday, but the fantasy football fellas. We'll see you all on Wednesday. Peace.